I was reading something the other day. I was like, gonna freak everybody at the table out. I went to buy I went to buy peanut butter the other day. Yeah. Okay. And I was looking at the ingredients on the side of a craft peanut butter. Okay. You know, like the fourth ingredient is something called rape seed. <laughs> rape seed. <laughs> what is a rape seed other than you get something? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so is the seed like loves- the initial idea that it's something that you're gonna go do? That disturbed Yeah, putting a, me putting a rape seed. I thought, and then Michelle a- actually went, Michelle actually went, that's a typo. It's supposed to say grape. <laughs> and then I looked it up online. It's an actual thing. That's why I eat almond butter. They don't because have rape don't seeds. Have <laughs> you feel better about eating almond butter because of the seeds that are used? He doesn't support I don't support I that kind of stuff. It. Chad doesn't support violence against seeds. No. Or violent seeds. No raping, no raping seeds. Well, <laughs> fact check. <laughs> Welcome everybody to Five Film Podcast. I'm Mike Lennon, and I'm Chad Cooper. Every topic we select. Oh God! Every every episode we select a topic from the series The Ridiculous. I'm starting over again. Welcome everybody. All right, all right. Welcome everybody to Five Film Podcast. I'm Mike Lennon, and I'm Chad Cooper. Every episode we select a topic from the series to The Ridiculous, and each choose our top five favorite films for that topic. We then have a third person. Join us to create the final list from our individual list, which we'll post for you on Twitter and Instagram. Today is a special day, the first of two episodes leading up into Christmas here. Yep, this we have a panel judge. What? Panel, panel of judges. We have the uh, the Goat Brothers. We've had uh, John the Goat Goche as a, as a past, uh, past judge, and now we got the Goats representing. The goats. So we got, to, to my right, John the Goat Goche. Who has been here before? Yeah. We have new member of the podcast. DJ Goat. DJ Goat. <laughs> DJ Goat. DJ Tats. And then... Holly. And we have Holly DeJong Goche, who name recently married tonight. John the Goat Goche. <laughs> the Goats, the three of you. Remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 5filmpod. You can send us an email at 5filmpodcast at gmail.com with your thoughts, comments, and topic ideas. There will be spoilers today. What is our topic today, Chad? So in honor of the new release this week on Friday, the new Quentin Tarantino movie, The Hateful Eight. It's coming out. It, ca- it comes out it, it in worldwide moving. release on uh, the Friday. It keeps moving, I thought. Friday the 25th. Which no, that's... Yeah. Try okay. again. Well... I think it's coming out on the Christmas Christmas Day, and then it's oh, the World Drive release. Christmas Day is a Friday this year. I forgot about that. Yeah. Sweet. See, I'm right. There you go. Ne- next Friday. I don't know. It just always seems to be in a weird day, and yeah, you ne- got to figure out what Friday. to do with the day before. The day. It's right Sorry, the producer Michelle. Yeah. Always fact-checking. Yeah. So, in honor so of in Hateful Eight. In honor of the new uh, Tarantino movie, The Hateful yep. Eight, we're doing top five Quentin Tarantino movies. Which seems like it should be an obvious top five. It should be. But, I don't know. I think I got some surprises here. I don't know. We, we may have the same top five, just in a different order, but... I think we will. Hang on. Yeah, we might not. There might be one on here. 
That's we, a little bit weird. Do we I watched. Know? I went through a bit of a tear. I watched both Kill Bills. Okay. Last week and Reservoir Dogs. You've been prepping. And Jackie like Brown. I, I need to find a copy of Jackie Brown and watch it online. I want to buy it. It's a great movie. You have it. Then I have it. I just didn't know I had it. Okay. There Producer Michelle has it. Producer so. Michelle has it. All therefore. Right. Co-host extraordinaire Mike Glennon also has it. Do we want to do honorable mentions since there's not really that many? Well, my the <laughs> I actually wrote really funny something here. The only honorable mention that I put on here was a potential future release, which has never even been confirmed as being in the works. <laughs> you put Kill Bill Volume Three? No, I didn't. No, I put the remake of Less Than Zero. Oh yeah, because he's supposed to be doing the remake of the Brady Snell's book. Yeah, which no. if you've ever read. I re- perfect for Terrence. I remember when that was talked about. It's not. He, he mentioned it recently again, like within the last three months. That he said he was going to do it. He said he wants to. Because Kill just, Bill, Kill Bill Volume Three is like supposedly his next movie after the Hateful, Hateful Eight. He's but, also potentially announced retirement. He's also said he might yeah. like what? No, he wants to make. He said he wanted to make uh, twenty film or fifteen films. So how many was is Hateful Eight now? This is so his. right now he's done Reservoir Dogs, he's done Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, Kill Bill Volume One and Two. Yep. He did Death Proof. He did um, Inglorious. Inglorious and Django Unchained. And now Hateful Eight. So Hateful yeah. Eight's actually number nine. Yeah. Okay. So he's got six more. Why fifteen? Do you know the? Um, he just I, said that. I feel like you know more about Tarantino than I do. No, he didn't. He didn't give a reason for it. He's just like, I want to make fifteen movies and then I'm going to stop. That's what he said in, a, in an interview that he did. Really? Okay, so we got some more to... I wonder if there is a reason behind that. He didn't state it, though. But. I don't know. Well, Interesting. Do you, do you have an honorable mention? I, I, I don't know what you even say. My, as an honorable I'll, mention I'll put out guy. an honorable mention because these two movies, I feel like, are very similar in a lot of ways. Yep. Um, my, the honorable mention that I'll throw out is Inglorious Bastards. Didn't, didn't make your list. Didn't make my okay. list. Um, like, I feel like this movie and actually, why don't we, why don't we just segue? We want right to just jump right list. in. Yeah. Okay. My number five is in Glorious Bastards. You're no, okay. That made my, that made my, my number five. Um, so 2009, yeah. I, Tarantino has a, obviously I love him, completely respect him. I think you and I've talked about this a couple times. I hit a bit of a wall with him, I think around the Kill Bill era. Yeah. The Kill Bills, I'm still on the fence about. So that's when he started to go off on like, he started paying homage to all these these uh, kung fu movies, the westerns, the spaghetti westerns. And he started like, his the violence became like cartoonish. It yeah. like became did, by the overboard. Way, sorry, did you say homage or homage? Homage. <laughs> I said homage. Did I? <laughs> did I say homage? He started paying homage. I maybe pronounced the H a little bit too He started much. paying his actors with hummus. Hummus. No. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so I find that this movie is like it's very similar to actually my number five. So we can kind of talk about okay. them together. What's, what's which your number is five? Django Unchained. I agree, I but f- the reason I, why I liked Inglorious more than Django was that Django was too cartoony to me. See, but Inglorious has a lot of that too. I feel like he took he, unnecessary blood spurting in that one. He took two. Uh, two times in in history where he could I'm agreeing. he could glorify the violence of of those specific things like World War Two and yeah. slavery. So he takes them and he knows that obviously a lot of crazy things happened during that time. Can and I ask he a just quick question though? He just makes it more violent than it needs to be. What what are the moments in Inglorious that you thought were over? Inglorious, yeah. 
obviously the baseball bat scene where the guy comes out and beats the Nazi's <laughs> head in with a baseball bat. Okay. Um, Other than that, like, like really, like, like over the top. The, the, what I'm talking about is like in Kill Bill, they did the, you know, her her arm got chopped off. And now you've got this clearly fake. I think there's even a weird sound that comes along with it when the blood starts shooting out of their arm and stuff. And it's like, and it goes on for about 30 seconds. Everyone's kind of standing around. They did that in Django, too. Yeah. The the shoot up at the end was. The shoot up at the end because the blood's squirting everywhere. Like, even gets on the camera at one point. I I know. That's, I I agree. He's going a little overboard with that and it makes his movies almost seem a little fake. So, did Inglorious make your list? It didn't make my list. The reason why I liked Inglorious more, I, I like the speeches in Inglorious more than Django. See, I'm I'm the other way around, uh, and that's what made me put Django. I, I agree, Inglorious. The I also I also like Christoph Waltz better in in Inglorious than I did in Django. He plays a very similar character. I argue that he is the same character. Yeah, he's well, he's a little nicer in Django. Yeah, it's a bit, but I mean, he's got almost the same. He sounds the same. He has yeah. a similar type of vocal inflections. He, yeah, and he was nominated for both, and he won for both. Yeah, he won I supporting actor. Don't for think both. he should have won for Django. Yeah. It just wasn't original at that point in time, to, to me. Second time and third time I saw it, I actually appreciated his role that much more. He is really, really good in it. How many times have you seen it? it? Twice. Yeah. The first time I straight up was like, I, I'm i going to go along with this purely because it's Tarantino. I he didn't like it that much? I was disappointed too. It was good, but it was, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. See, I give it, I give it the fifth spot because of DiCaprio's role in it. I thought he killed it. DiCaprio was really good in it. There's a part in it when he's giving the uh, the speech about um, about the slaves, and like he he starts getting really angry, and then he smashes yeah. his fist down on the table. Yeah. I guess he actually like cut his hand, yep. and like there was blood like everywhere, but he kept going. He stayed in character. They didn't they didn't stop the shoot. And then when he was done that scene, all the cast like started like. Uh, applauding him because they're like that was absolutely amazing mm-hmm. and he's like he's like really hurt and tarantino's like i'm keeping that in and we're like we're keeping that shot in because that was amazing so so i've got we've so we, we've gone five they're both kind of similar movies but what, what's your number four then we're going about this in an unorthodox way today uh my number four is kill bill volume two so that's mine is it yeah i wonder if we're gonna get we're gonna have a similar list then I wonder if we're going to get up there. Why did you like two more than one? Or did you put one on your list at all? I, uh, yeah, one oh, is it on is. my list. Oh, okay. Uh, one didn't, one didn't make my list. I not where it is, but... One didn't make my it list. Didn't, really? No. So you like two better than one. I did like two better than one. I like the uh, I like the relationship between her and... How do you pronounce his name? My, my Pei? Or, uh, Pai Mei. Like, yeah. Pai Mei. Pai, Pai Mei. Around. I love that scene, too. Yeah. Where he's that training. That whole bit, yeah. Where they're doing a training. I like the way he strokes his beard. <laughs> No, there's some amazing scenes. There's some in great that stuff movie. in it. Yeah, the end scene with with Bill when they have it's the fantastic. face off at the end is absolutely unreal. It's really good. That I, speech they give about uh, Superman. Yeah, how Superman's the only superhero that's who okay. actually is people Superman. who haven't seen that or who don't know about that. It sounds like it could be one of the lamest things you've ever heard. You guys are all laughing about this. <laughs> oh, John the Gogoche hurt himself. <laughs> but for every time I hear that speech, it like re blows my mind yeah because it's like every superhero you don't think of that right every yeah, superhero weird. is an alter ego but superman actually was born superman his alter his ego alter is ego yeah Kent. and so his argument is that his alter every ego is superhero. a weak person yeah which is which is how he sees people he sees humanity yeah Crazy. i know and bill's kind of like superman that's a, he sees humanity that's an as weak speech it's, it's a really good speech like old bill 
I also felt like Uma Thurman. I don't know. I liked her character more in the second one for some reason. The second one is is uh, paying homage, yeah, to uh, to the Hummus. spaghetti to the spaghetti western. Yeah, and uh, the first one is obviously kung fu movies. Yeah, yeah. So they kind of take on like the second one is it's much more slower paced and more dialogue driven. I felt that the second one had more depth to it. Yeah, I I honestly the second one I definitely argue would be maybe a better movie i'm you just i'm like putting number volume one as my number three so it's they're they're right next to each other but um i just i remember when i saw this in theaters i loved it yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I i was just blown away by it. i couldn't and wait at the to time too three. it was really unexpected these the the kill bill movies have been ripped off a ton like just in style since then they took even those scenes of her driving in the car with the kind of cartoony yeah. background and stuff. That's in Sin City. The whole Sin City thing too. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot that, that took from, from the Kill Bill movies. Yeah. No, Tarantino. Tarantino's great. A lot of people copy his work for sure, yeah. but he copies a lot of other people. Like yeah, his whole. Sergio Leone. Yeah. He takes so much from him. Yeah. Um, so what's your number three? Did you give your, your number four was Kill Bill Volume 2 as well? Yeah, we had my the same no, Okay, my number three is Kill Bill Volume 1. Oh, mine's Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir. I like that we were going about this. We're going to talk about them in tandem. <laughs> this is fun. All right. You did not put Reservoir Dogs on your list, I don't feel. I don't think you like that movie that much. You want to know if I put it on my list? You did. <laughs> you made it that high? No, you didn't. Because you would Oh. Could be you left, you Could left, be you left either Jackie Brown or Reservoir Dogs. I'm playing this mind game with you right now because I don't know which one made it on, which one you, didn't. Yeah, okay. Um, cool. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. I want re-watched, to keep our judges in suspense. Rewatched well. Reservoir Dogs last week. <laughs> uh, Madsen's character is incredible. Buscemi's character is insane. Yeah. Um, I love Buscemi's that, character. <laughs> yeah, I do. Flies I, I, off I the do handle. Too. And I like how he gets away at the end. Yeah. Like, I, I guess. He must. Well, I li- that, that, that movie to me sets up the next... Well, it sets up most of Tarantino, but it definitely sets up Pulp Fiction. It sets up... Um, Jackie Brown, like you can see all the elements come out of that movie. It's yeah. like he he builds out of that into those couple next movies. Yeah, no, for sure. The, that movie actually was picked up because um, Danny DeVito saw that movie and before it was released, yep. and that's what um, he produced Pulp Fiction. Yep. So he's like, this director is going to be the next big thing, and he decided to to like back him all the way for for Pulp Fiction. So that's how that was actually made. I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's. Uh, you know what? We'll wait till we get up to number two. I, I, I'm going to say something that might upset some people. Tell yeah. me, t- tell me about your number three. <laughs> well, we yeah, Kill Bill Volume yeah. One. So we we talked about it already. It's I just uh, I love the movie. You like the it, shock of it when you first saw it. Yeah, and just how entertaining it is. It's very stylized. Like this this movie also came out of nowhere that year. Yeah, this was 2003. Weird, yeah, this was one of the weird like. I saw it. I saw it twice in theaters, and yeah. I remember just like random things that he did, like turning it into a cartoon halfway through the yeah. movie to tell the story of Oranishi. It was like, what? What is he doing? He flips and back and forth between color and black and white a couple times. He did that because it was so violent too, yeah. and he would have got X rating if he didn't he actually to, yeah. do that. So yeah. that was part part of the reason. But I love the uh, the opening scene when yeah. he, he he goes to um, what's her what's her name. Uh, I forget what snake she's named after the uh, the mamba. No, it's what? not the black mamba. Black mamba. Black mamba is uh, is Darryl um, Hannah. No, black mamba is why am I forgetting the name? Main character Uma Thurman is oh. bla- is the black mamba. Hundred yeah. percent. 
Because then, because the, sorry, the did I? Co- Copperhead is Oranishi. Oh, sorry, yeah, 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 you're right. California Mountain Snake is uh, Daryl Hannah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's and, what it was. Sorry, I'm getting everyone's name mixed up. I, I don't know. I can't remember. She's like a rattlesnake or something. Uh, Vivica Fox plays her, anyways. Yeah. And um, their fight at the beginning is amazing. Like, it's so well choreographed the way that they, they do it. And, like, the sound in it is awesome. When you when you see that in, in the movie theater for the first time, it just it blew me away. Such an entertaining scene. L Driver. This is going to this is gonna bug me now. She's how, the California... How did I get... Actually, I read something about this. Because and, you're right. Sorry, the California Mountain Snake. And You're right. I'm sorry. And, oh. um, yeah, because California Mountain Snake, I guess, is actually a non-poisonous snake. And it's uh, it it's like a constrictor, so it constricts um, all yeah. of its prey. And I guess it uh, what's Bud's name in it? Uh, he he's another snake. Uh, but I guess whatever snake he is, the constrictor eats. So it's some type of rattlesnake that he is, and it eats that snake. Gotcha. And that's why he she ends up killing him in the movie. Vernita Green. Uh, what do they call her? They call her Copperhead. She's Copperhead? Yeah, that's that's Vivish Fox. Too nice. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, we're getting there, right? Okay. Okay, so she's Copperhead. back, you're right. I'm getting confused. My number two, uh, and I'm only putting it at number two, I think this might be my favorite Tarantino movie, but I can't put it at number one because number one, I think, is just too good. Your number two is my number two. Yeah, Jackie. Jackie Brown. Yeah, I love Jackie Brown. I we, we talked about this a little bit earlier this week. I could, I consider putting it number one just because I love it so much. I think it's actually my favorite. Fair to say, like, what do you like the most? I think I enjoy Jackie Brown the most. Least violent of all his movies it by is. far. The only movie he made that is not originally written by him. It's based on on Elmore Leonard oh, book. Like, yep. Yeah, I like uh, the relation. I, I like that they mention um, Pam Greer and Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. That made me laugh. She was supposed to. She, she was um, supposed to be in. The, she was supposed to be in Pulp Fiction. Actually, yeah. she tried out for the role of uh, um, Patricia Arquette, or not Patricia Arquette. Um, uh, plays what's her name? She plays um, the drug dealer's wife. Can't remember her name. Anyways, but this was this is my my, my favorite Tarantino. I find this the most enjoyable one. I like Keaton's character a lot. His scene, the interrogation room, yeah, is probably my favorite scene in the movie. He he is. Yeah, he, that's He's one of that's one of his best. It's one of movies. my favorite yeah. roles of his. And it's it's a it's a supporting role. He's not in it very often, but no. he, when he is, he's he's great. He's always fantastic in it. So you put this as your number two as well. So you didn't put Reservoir Dogs on your list. No, I I almost Jackie Brown is considered for the top spot for me too. I yeah, love it. We posted that, eh? By far, is Why most did you, underrated. Okay, so we, we know that the Pulp Fiction is number one for both of us. Yeah. Why did you put... Uh, Pulp Fiction yeah. is number one? Was, was it just because you... It's, it, it's just, Pulp Fiction it's overall, just too, it's too good. It's, it's too one of the best ever. movies ever made, no question. I had it weeks ago on my uh, screenplay list, yeah. number one screenplay yeah. of all time. Yeah. It's just absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, the writing in it is so good. Every everybody every, every, everybody's amazing. perfectly cast too in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I find the one thing that I will say is that Jackie Brown feels more like a like a movie. I don't know how else to say that. Pulp Fiction is almost seems like a series of vignettes to me. Yeah, that they kind of pull together a little bit at the end. Jackie Brown is like a a full comprehensive. And he didn't movie play it in chronological order exactly. either. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind so of it feels a little bit different like that. I got a. 
good story I read about John Travolta um, prepping for the role. I guess because um, he 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 was struggling with the fact that he had to be a heroin addict. He's like, I have no idea. I've never done heroin, yeah. so how do I act like that? So he like talked to a lot of people who had, and then one guy told him, he's like. The best thing I can tell you to do is to get really, really drunk <laughs> off tequila and lie in really hot water. And that will be the closest that I could tell you that it, you can get to, to feeling like you're oh on heroin. God. So he goes home and he tells his wife. That already makes me uncomfortable. He goes home and he tells his wife and he's like, he, he said he was really excited to tell her. So he told her, hey, to prep for this role, I got to get really, really hammered and lie in hot water. And then she was like so like excited about it as well that she wanted to do it with them. So they like went away for a weekend and got really plastered off tequila and late in hot water together. That's <laughs> that, I wonder, yeah. Just the feeling on your skin, I would bet. You guys want to try it? <laughs> Can I say something? I'm surprised you haven't tried that, knowing that information and knowing you. I've thought about it. How much? Yeah. <laughs> How has he not tried that? I, I thought Someone it. back me up. This has never come up before. I guess, I guess the next Friday night where no one's doing anything, I, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Go the shower. Go. What are you What are you doing Friday? <laughs> I just I just see the hangover from that being horrendous. Yeah, like just getting plastered off tequila too, eh? Specifically? Yeah. Like that's like kind of the worst thing to get plastered off of. I wonder why. Yeah, it depends tequila. where. Yeah. If the sun's shining. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, do you want to count down? Let's count them down. There's, there's, a, there's, a, lot of, there's a lot of crossovers on here. Um, at number five, I have Inglorious Bastards against... I have Jangle Unchained. Okay. Uh, number four, we both had Kill, Kill Bill, Bill Volume 2. Uh, my number three was Reservoir Dogs versus Kill Bill Volume One. Okay, and then we both had Jackie Jack Brown, Brown and Pulp Fiction. Yeah. So the zero judgment. I'm curious. The only judgment that I'm curious as to what 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 you guys. So wait, what, what, what do you have to pick here? Number three and number five. Yeah. That's actually crazy that we have three that are lined up. Well, I I came really close to putting Jackie Brown at my number one. That was really close. That would have been good. This will this will get you guys panel? wrapped up for next week when we can do a full <laughs> a full a full judgment. Full All right, John John the Go Go Chase taking over for the ah. crew here. <laughs> How's it going, well, fellas? Welcome to the show. Yes, sir. Thanks for having us. The panel has not discussed. The panel the panel will confer. <laughs> No, John. John will be the speaker. You guys talk amongst no, your, yourselves. Yeah. Talk talk about number five, Django versus Inglorious Bastards. How you, how do you guys feel about that? What do you, everyone on the panel has seen this? I'm I'm assuming. The goats have the mic. So personally, Inglorious um, is my pick over uh, over Django. Um, Inglorious, just although both, you know, historically sound, hey, that's fine. But um, Inglorious, I just love, you know, Pitts acting, uh, Christoph Waltz, excellent as well, both movies. Um, but Inglorious, so I'm going with that. DiCaprio takes it. DJ Gatto? True. What's up? <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is DJ Tats. What's going on? <laughs> 
the it's older cool hanging out with uh, all these people. <laughs> so um, I like Inglorious and Django. I don't know. Django. I, I call it Django. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen? Is that, a, is that <laughs> Holly Django? Have you seen both? Uh, yeah, I've seen both. both I actually like yeah. uh, Django better. Oh, um, this is I, good. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm this just saying. Like interesting. Jamie Foxx is like kick-ass character, man. Mm-hmm. He's just. He he's just call. a fuck. Yep. He's just like a bad, you know, yeah. mamma jamma. Like, <laughs> like he just. He mama just. He, he he does he does what everybody hopes when they watch those kind of movies. He just turn. He yeah. just turns around and just. You know, everybody's like, you know, you see these guys, they look so frail, these frail white guys, and all these, you got these big strong guys, and they're keeping the them slaves. all slaves, you know, they're keeping all these big, <laughs> big strong slaves that are doing all this work. You figure, why wouldn't these guys just turn around and kick their ass, you know what I mean? And Jamie Foxx just does that, and it's so sick. We, we it's very at, true. Uh, we were at trivia night the other night, and there's actually a Can word, there's actually a word for slaves turning against their owners. Remember? Yeah. Or, I um, can't remember the word, but it was actually like something that they said, like doctors um, said there was like a condition that people had where slaves would turn against their owners. It was like a, it's it like was a mental trep- disorder. Ocea or something yeah, it like, was like that. Trepe- yeah, trepezio or something like that. Or, huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's an actual that. word for it. Anyways, yeah. fun fact for the kids. Well, that's a good choice, D. I, uh, I, it's very tough. Both movies trickle down history lane. Um, I, I I also was going to say one more thing that I like, you know how they have the Nazi leader guy that goes yeah. around to all the houses mm-hmm. and they make like, Waltz, he, yeah. he's such an awesome character in, uh, in glorious. Really glorious. Yeah. He really like, good, he makes yeah. it believable. Like yeah. you believe this guy is the real asshole yeah. thing. And then you turn around in Django and then he turns out to be this bounty hunter kind of guy, but then he's like nice. So yeah, it shows like two different contrasts of a character for the same actor. So lucky for him, mm-hmm. you know. You know, one of the, yeah. one of the other things that I actually like about Waltz's character in Inglorious is that how he at the end is like, I really don't care about the whole Nazi thing. Like yeah. this isn't I don't really know whatever. I'm looking out for number one. And I've heard, and I've, if you read about history, you hear about that all the time about people who are just like, yeah, I don't really care about the cause. I'm all about like what's up and coming what's going to be best for me what's yeah. going to work out for me in the long run that's all they cared about it was kind of because you never hear you never see characters that are that kind of gray exactly. in movies i like that so what are we going to do here holly is going to make the decision holly's going to make a final decision here it is oh man you can do this I'm well I'm not going to go into major detail like mm-hmm. the other two judges did i'm just going to decide you just pick and I'm going to decide Django Unchained. <laughs> because I don't know. I, j- I think they're both really, really good movies, but I just really loved Dad Django Unchained. Yeah. I thought done it was a done. really good movie. Always welcome back anytime. <laughs> the ending was crazy. Yeah, it was. It went on forever. It did go on forever. <laughs> but Christoph Waltz was like DiCaprio. so good, and DiCaprio was so yeah. good, although he's good in every movie. Because I. So Inglorious gets beat out. Him. We e. <laughs> Anyways, that's the decision. Nice. So number number five is uh, Django. Yep. So number four is Kill Bill Volume Two. That's unanimous. And then number three is Kill Bill Volume One versus Reservoir, Reservoir Dogs. So I'm gonna have to go with, without any explanation, Reservoir Dogs, of course. 
It's just it, like, you know, Mike explained a little bit earlier in the podcast, um, you know, it did set the precedence for a lot of upcoming movies. Um, you know, talking about Buscemi's character, I think he was Mr. Pink. Was he Mr. Pink? Yeah, yeah. He was pretty unruly and crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be pink. I could be brown or white. Yeah. Um, insane movie. I, ch- I choose that for sure. What about you, Tats? What are you thinking? Uh, <laughs> honestly, it's been a long time since I've seen either one of these movies. Um, I like the Reservoir Dogs just because I like that um, kind of style of movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it, yep. it's very simple. Kind you of know what? What could you compare that movie to? Like, what's like Ooh. a modern modern day movie that we could compare this Ooh. movie to? Like almost like an oceans, but like a really dark oceans twelve. Yeah, (laughs) you know what I mean. Like that's what everyone with their characters. Yeah. Okay. Lucky number eleven. Yeah. They pulled off a job. They pulled off a job, and then they're they're like trying to figure out how it actually went down. Yeah. Lucky number eleven. That's what he was talking. Yeah. Like I like movies like that, so I might have a little bit of a biased opinion. Um, as I, far I kind of like the simplicity of Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's not really a lot that really goes on. It's like a, they show the opening scene, and then basically they kind of are at the warehouse. There's a couple things that happen around it, right, and it's just right. kind of the insanity that happens around them getting to a warehouse. They don't show the actual event, really. Yeah. It's, it's just kind of... Yeah, it's, it's, it's just more it. of like the, the aftermath of something yeah. that's kind of happened, which is funny because... Um, the Hangover does that sort of thing too, right? Where they never show the actual of the events of debauchery. I'm really not comparing these two movies, but they're, they're like nothing. Yeah. There's no, there's no debauched behavior. It's just like the aftermath of this insane moment that happened, and then the movie's about the aftermath of that. I yeah, and and speaking of the beginning, that that opening scene that is actually that, that one of the best scenes Tarantino's ever ever filmed, and that's why like the movie just. I, it never topped that opening scene, so I, I no, I agree with that. It's, it's one I, of I would agree. It's one of his worst to me for that. Did you that feel reason. that? Uh, did you feel that Pulp Fiction topped the was got there's, better there's, as it went on? Because that scene with Jackson Travolta, yeah, the opening that's scene a very that. but those, those, those are very similar scenes. They're just random conversations. Like the conversation in Reservoir Dogs is all about how much you're going to tip the waitress, yeah. and then they just like they but, bring up stats. They're like, well. You know, like fifty percent of like single females in the U.S. Uh, work as waitresses, and they make they make their living off of this. You, you give them a comments tip. are so good. And the one guy doesn't want to. I give just don't want to tip. Yeah, that's just not what I do. Like she didn't she didn't fill up my coffee. She only filled it up once. She's like, when I have a cup of coffee, I want to fill it up at least three, four times, or at least offered. I'm like, yeah, he's right. <laughs> I just Great think scene. I just think that that's that's the, the impetus for all of Tarantino's things. Pulp, Pulp Fiction seems like a blown out version of Reservoir Dogs to me. Yeah. Jackie Brown feels like a blown out version going the other way. They both feel very like they started with that to yeah. me. So you guys were talking about uh, the whole blood thing with the Tarantino and how it's kind of overkill, but I think it like. Um, he he was smart in a way by doing that because it appeals to both audiences, you know. So you got the average moviegoer that you know you just want to see an action flick and you see all this blood and stuff. All that's cool. And then you got the in-depth people that actually go to read into movies and like follow them and stuff like that. So he kind of appealed to both audiences by doing it that way. I feel you know like because if you were to go as just an average person and watch this storyline that you didn't really necessarily care about, you'd probably get bored, right? So by throwing some blood and some 
senseless killing and violence. Extra blood. Yeah, like like Kill Bill, for example. Squirting blood. Kill Bill, for example. They go off the hook with, you know, with all their killing and stuff like that. I wonder so. if that's why he's, because film critics love him. Yeah. Film kind of historians and buffs love him, but also the average person going to a movie loves him as well because he seems to appeal to exactly. the whole I think gauntlet. that's kind of what he's trying to he's do with that. Too. That's cool. Yeah. Let's go looking at it. Like, I didn't really, I wasn't really a fan of the Kill Bills, to be honest. It, it wasn't took, really it my It took thing. me a while. I When I first saw them both, I was like, what is this? Yeah. The first time, I was like, hey, what am I doing? It, it took me like, it, it took me like, an, like probably a solid year. Yeah. Of finally being like, All right, I'll go watch it again. And I kind of started to get it. And now I like them. I think like uh, Uma Thurman too. She's like an actress you either love or hate. Like, yeah, I agree. She's kind of, she's not like you kind of like her. Yeah. You either really like her or you don't you really like, dislike her. her. You know, it's I like, like how, a redhead like, almost. How all, all those movies now are all about like everybody's an underdog. Mm-hmm. About the slaves rising up, about the Jews fighting back, about this crazy empowered female he loves very strong female characters right Uma Thurman Jackie Brown uh, it's, it's just kind of interesting how he like takes all of these either minorities or people who generally are perceived as not necessarily being able to get what they should have gotten out of certain situations yeah and giving them all the power and all the control and it's cool Shoshana and uh, Inglorious she rises say, up yeah Shoshana yeah I love revenge yeah all right. Cool. Well, so Holly, we, does, we Holly doesn't even have to judge. We have a tie. One, yeah. We have so, a we have a tie. Num- number five is so number five was uh, Django. Django. Number four is Kill Bill Volume Two. Uh, number three is Reservoir Dogs. Number two is Jackie Brown. Number one, I think everybody would agree. It's Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. And Hateful so, Eight. Are so, we all gonna go? Yeah, I can't. I can't wait to see it. And that that's actually one thing about. Quentin Tarantino. He's one of the only directors when he makes a movie. You really got to go see it. Go see it in the theater. Yeah, you really got to. You see like it. don't miss it. Yeah. He's one of the only ones that's working today that I can say that about. When's that coming out? Uh, it's coming it's out coming next next Friday, Christmas Day. Christmas awesome. Day. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, remember to follow us on Twitter, and Instagram at Five Film Pod. Send us an email at Five Film Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week with what's our topic next week? Top five Christmas, Christmas movies. movies. Just in time. Yeah. Bye. We're gonna stump the coop again. Is he going to focus now? Focus mm, to be stumped. I'm gonna meditate. Meditate on being stumped. Deep breaths. What was the uh, chant that he tells them in um, that was anger me. management? I don't know. Do you remember that? Does anybody remember that? Anger management? There's like a... Serenity now. Insanity no, no, later. No, no. <laughs> uh, Serenity now. Insanity later. No, it's like... Do you guys have a way to relax? Like, if you feel like your blood's boiling, or Goose Fraba. Goose Fraba. Goose Fraba. It's like his like mantra that Jack Nicholson has to say. Do you guys have a have uh, something that you do that makes you relax if you're like stressed out or if you feel that you're getting angry and you're both I like ru- I run. You run? Yeah. Even though I, I like, like running too when I'm stressed. I find that it's more helpful. I tend to be more successful. I'm either more successful or way less successful. Yeah. It's like if I'm too stressed, I'll push myself a little too hard. And then my, like, I'll get like 
leg cramps. Yeah. Because I get really bad calf cramps. I'll like, I'll do sprints. Do you throw rocky punches? No. But I do have a tendency to kind of do a little bit of rocky punch if a good song comes on. Yeah, exactly. Or I'll do like finger guns or like finger drums as I'm running. And I I think people look at me weird. I run really hard at the end with a lot of anger inside. Yeah, yeah. You got to give it like that last like. "Mm." Yeah. I was running. I went for a run the other day. I was coming back up and they're doing construction across the road. And there was like five construction guys lined up outside along the side of the building waiting to get picked up. And I was just like, this is so awkward. Like, I'm just going to run as fast as I can, like, get to the door and, like, punch the code in and run up the stairs because, like, I don't want to interact with any of you at all. It's awkward. I hear you. I, I hear you on that. I bet you have a lot of issues with that as well. I do. I have a lot of issues. Before casting Harrison <laughs> Ford as Han Solo, George Lucas seriously considered what actor for the part? That's a good question. That is a good question. Um... I'm going to go with It's somebody You're not going to guess it Is it Tom Selleck? No (laughs) (laughs) Dustin Hoffman? No Dustin Hoffman wasn't in Star Wars Mike can't guess because he doesn't have a mic It's Christopher Walken Really? Which is why I think that's a really odd Wow, I did not know that. That's crazy. What sci-fi hit claimed, the time is coming when all that we are afraid of will be all that can save us? Then all that we are afraid of. The time is coming when all that we are afraid of will be all that can save us. Dancing required, but not showable on the podcast. It feels like... How about signs? X-Men. I'm going to be honest. I knew you weren't going to get that one. That's sci-fi though. X-Men. That's crap. Are you kidding me? That's crap. Yeah, That's misleading. Okay. Superhero isn't a genre. Now it is, but it wasn't then. Whenever this came out in the dawn of time. That's misleading. Mm-hmm. I really just want to say this quote, so I'm going to ask you the question. Name the character who asks, are those freaking sharks with freaking laser beams <laughs> attached to their freaking heads? character is dr evil yeah you did the movie is austin powers which one international man of mystery first one um what future late night talker appeared in silver bears american hot wax and americathon in the late 70s future late night talker i'm gonna go with jay leno that's correct he was in a lot of he was doing a lot of stand-up comedy so i could see him being in a lot of low-budget films this father and daughter were both nominated for oscars for prizzy's honor name them that would be jean houston and angelica houston actually i believe her oh it is damn it i thought it was angelique for some reason okay last one now i gotta find what's indiana jones's real first name Indiana Jones's real first name. What does he call him in the third one? Mike watched it on the weekend. You're not allowed reading his brainwaves to get the answer. What does he call him? Indy. Um, 
<laughs> it's something like uh you can't have too much dead air chad you gotta like i know i'm trying i'm trying i'm trying I can our listeners are thinking about it right now I too know, i can only do so much dancing and playing really bad music with my mouth indiana jones's real first name is okay i'm cutting you off Pick, make make a guess right now junior henry <laughs> <laughs> he calls him Ju- he calls him junior Henry Jones. Damn it. Junior's not a bad guess, though. Mm, it wasn't a right guess, though. JR. 